0: Connecting with our community, live from St. Columbus College, Essendon, in Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to Columba Live on Live FM. Welcome everybody, you're listening to Columba Live on Live FM, live from St. Columbus College, Essendon, in Melbourne, Australia. My name is Charlotte and my co-hosts today are Izzy and Kari. Today we have a very special guest with us, the woman who has made PBL Week possible, Miss Devlin.
1: Welcome to the show. Thanks, Charlotte. It's lovely to be here. So um, tell us a bit about yourself, Miss Devlin. So I'm the Innovative Programs Leader here at St. Columba's College and I also teach drama along with a few other things. Um, I've been teaching for quite a while. I used to teach in London um, and was doing a lot with project-based learning at my school over there. So that's kind of led me to where we are now. Nice. So what was the process behind organising PBR Week? Well, it's a very long process. We actually plan this for a whole year. Wow. So we're yeah. Friday now of 2022's PBR Week. And on Monday of this week, we started planning for 2023. So planning a year in advance. Absolutely. So it takes a long time. We have to book things in with the college calendar. And then obviously once we have our dates, we start working with all of our industry partners to build projects and hopefully they're available to come in and work with us. What are some of the industry partners that we have currently? Yeah, so this year we've been really fortunate. We've got some uh, returning industries. So Amazon and St. Vincent's Hospital And uh, Zoos Victoria are back for another year, along with the fabulous Making Media. Yeah. yeah. And then we've got some new um, projects this year as well. So the Metropolitan Roads Alliance has come on um, board this year to offer an amazing project in engineering. And then we've got the Australian Sporting Goods Association who are working alongside Tread Lightly uh, to deliver a project on shoe recycling. And uh, Precious Plastics that are working, well, we're working with them as well to develop that within our school.
0: So how did you decide which um, organisations you were going to work with and like which clusters would be with which organisation?
1: Yeah, so we work um, with what's called the FYA framework. Um, which is a research document into the industries that are in growth channels in Australia um, and the type of work that young people who will be graduating in the next five and ten years uh, are most likely to head into. So the uh, industries that we work with align to different job clusters and that's how we kind of select it. So our carers um, is obviously a big um, industry within our school. And our students, you know, love to go into care uh, as one of their career pathways. So the zoos Victoria and St Vincent's Hospital um, both align to being carers. And then, you know, this group that we're working with for um, making rate, making media is uh, generators, so your young people that are interested in marketing and media and getting messages out there.
2: Yeah. Did you come across any issues when planning all of the PBL week?
1: Oh, look, there's always going to be logistical issues when planning a project this size with so many students. Um, one of the things that we're really, um, you know, working with is being responsive to COVID-19. So we've got quite high case numbers in the community at the moment, which has meant that we've had to make some adjustments to our program with St. Vincent's Hospital. Mm -hmm. Um, It also meant that one of the programs that we were hoping to run this year, which um requires our girls to go into a school with additional needs we weren't able to see that one through this year because obviously the risk is too high to those students and to our students as well
0: Ooh. also um with the weather I think that was a bit of a shame because lots of <laughs> um, when we went out and our immersions I think we, we were faced face a lot of rain and then there
1: was one group that had to kind of you Know, had a problem with that. I know it's hard to believe sitting here today with uh, you know, the sun shining, yeah. and you right know, right now that we <laughs> see a very blue sky, <laughs> beautiful uh, spring day. And spring sprung yesterday, but obviously, winter went out with a bang at the start yeah. of this week, and unfortunately, our Werribee Zoo group were um. You know a little washed out the animals didn't want to come out from their hidey holes and us as a group we got quite wet in the city on Monday yeah, as well yeah. um so you actually got to go on
0: one of the excursions and that was with the with our group the generators mm. um so how did you find that like coming with us students to like Cinefam and everything
1: Look, it's always a treat going out um, of the school grounds with students. I think being able to extend learning beyond the classroom is such an amazing thing. And we're so lucky because we're situated just on the cusp of the city. So it's such a short train ride into Melbourne Central. Um, Easy access. Absolutely. And being able to engage with, um, you know, not only going into RMIT University, but Uh, participating in a radio workshop as well just seeing all of your ideas come to life and blossom and being able to be the fly on the wall instead of the teacher at the front of the classroom is so nice sometimes what was your favorite part about visiting Cinefam? Oh, getting to walk around and hear you come up with such amazing ideas on the spot! Like you were really given about five minutes, and it was just this absolute hive of, you know, different ideas and all of you bouncing things off one another. And then everyone just got got up and did it. Like I thought there'd be a little bit of resistance of going on on air, um, but there really wasn't. So that was amazing.
2: Yeah, with some of the topics that you walked around and heard, which one
1: was your favourite topic? Uh, (laughs) No bias or anything. But Uh, Look, students are always asking me to pick favourites and I don't play favourites at all. I think they were all really well constructed. Yeah. Um, there were some funny things that came out, some different stories. <laughs> I did like um, the board games and I learnt a lot about the ick. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> everyone's talking about the ick. Yeah, well, yeah. that was my group.
0: But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so um, – oh. So how important was PBL week for you like when coming up with it and everything because you've said that you've been doing it for three years now?
1: Yeah, so um, since I started working at St. Columbus I've been involved in the PBL week in my first year um, as a supervising teacher and then in my role now as Innovative Programs Leader, um, I oversee this program with Ms. D'Amico, our STEM, uh, STEM leader, PBL week is really important to me. It's something that I did a lot of at my past school when I was working in London. And I just think it's such a great opportunity for students to be given the space to explore and develop their own ideas. And so often like we're so fortunate here that we have 75 minute classes, but in a lot of schools you might be in a class for 40 or 50 minutes. So To have a day, to have a week, to work on a problem and look at different solutions and find ways to extend your knowledge, um, you know, beyond your first iteration of an idea is such an amazing opportunity for students. And I think seeing that personal growth within students throughout the week is something that I really love because you go into the week and you think, oh, we've got this project. And by Tuesday afternoon, people are like, yeah, we're finished. And you start asking critical questions and saying, oh, okay, so this is what you've come up with. So that's amazing. You've created this in two days. I wonder what you're going to come up with by Friday and how is this going to evolve? And the reality is in working in industry, nothing's ever really finished. As soon as one deadline is met, we're starting to think about how can we improve it or what comes next or what will we be doing differently next time? As I said to you at the beginning, uh, you asked me how long it takes to plan this week, that from Monday morning, once this week was up and running, I was making notes about what we're going to do differently next time and, and what ideas we've got for 2023. So that's the world that I work in, in developing lessons and content and programs in school. So allowing students to have the scope to work within that real-life uh, experience and design thinking process is really invaluable.
0: Yeah, I also think that it's really good that you also get like insight from students and you see like you send out um, a form to see like what 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 did you enjoy? What do you think we can improve next time? I think that's really good how you guys take that into consideration.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I've mean, had a quick squeeze at the um, form this morning and seeing what you enjoyed. And it's really great to, you know, read the positive comments and how you're seeing that um, scope as well and looking at your learning in a different way. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Columba Live on Live FM, live from St. Columbus College in Essendon, Melbourne, Australia. My name is Charlotte and my co-host is Izzy Kari, and our very special guest, Miss
1: Devlin. Yeah,
0: so you talk about self growth. How important do you think self-growth
1: is, especially during PBR week? Oh, self-growth is incredibly important. We know, we know having a growth mindset Really allows us to see the positives in the future and be asking ourselves, how can I improve? You know, what's next? How can I, you know, make everything that I do bigger and better? And what am I working towards? Having goals to work towards and achieve is something that gives us all confidence. And I think coming out of COVID, a lot of our confidence has been lacking. Yeah, in definitely. The it definitely has. <laughs> Maybe the social skills is too. <laughs> yeah, and social yeah. skills as well. So being able to have the opportunity to work in a group and have – a collective goal that by the end of the week you have achieved and I don't think there's anyone who's been here this week hasn't achieved something and having that sense of satisfaction and that reward really helps you to hopefully go back into your learning next week and for the rest of the year and think wow look at what I'm capable of and if I can do that what else can I do and just keep pushing and striving and moving forward. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think as well having industry partners being able to come into the school as well to you know like help guide us from a place of comfort that maybe we have like inside of the school grounds I think that that was very important as well to have so like was that like taken into
1: consideration like having them come here. Yeah, absolutely. We know that it's great to get out and experience and, um, you know, be out in the real world, but also having that safety of a familiar environment and also the resources that it requires to create projects of this size. So we're really fortunate that, that our industry partners have allowed us to go into their world and see how their industry operates and get that real lived experience. But also that they've been open to come on site with us and meet, kind of meet us halfway. We're meeting each other where we are and we're walking on this journey together to really achieve um, the best outcomes for our PBL briefs.
2: Yeah, why do you think St. Columbus is doing PBL instead of normal work studies like every other school is?
1: Yeah, it's a really interesting question, Harry. Look, I I like to reflect on my experience with work experience. Um when I was in year 10 and went out on work experience, I went to a primary school. I was determined since I was about three years old that I wanted to be a teacher. I was that kid. I lined up all my stuffed animals. I used to take the spare worksheets out of the recycling bin (laughs) and go home and teach them my lessons. And so when it got to work experience, school was kind of like – You can do anything, but don't go to a school because you're at a school every day. Why would you want to go and do work experience in a school? And probably in the one act of rebellion in my teenage years, I went to a school. (laughs) I went to a local primary school for work experience and it was probably one of the worst weeks I ever had. <laughs> oh no! Why is that? I spent—I think it was four days. I don't think it was a full week. Um, I spent four weeks being uh, four days being passed around from classroom to classroom, doing every little job that teachers didn't have time to do themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Hitting so, <laughs> the yeah. so the first thing I remember doing on the Monday morning was going into a Year Four U4 classroom and being given some. And sorry, but moldy glue containers (laughs) to clean out. No, No.
2: Why would you give someone that?
1: And do you know what that week did for me? Just set you off. Put you off of becoming a teacher. It completely put me off being a teacher and it actually took me nearly eight years to come back around to wanting Uh, to be a teacher. So look, it was a great thing for me in terms of my life because it meant that I went to university and I qualified in other areas and I worked in industry and then I came back to teaching and fell in love with it again through a different lens Um. But work experience turned me off what I wanted to do. And I think that's why PBL is so great because you're learning the essential skills that are going to set you up to be successful. You're learning how to work to a deadline, how to approach a project, how to develop ideas, how to find a starting point when something looks too big or too complicated to grasp. And you're coming up with an an outcome that you can then – published, you can talk about in interviews, you can write down on your resume, I've worked with this industry on this project. And you're having this amazing real world work experience. You're not going into industries or jobs or offices and doing all the things that can keep you busy for a week. And that doesn't mean that great work experience doesn't exist. It absolutely does. But to find great work experience for 155 kids at one time when every school is wanting to do that is a real challenge. And I think it really does water down what we hope students get out of work experience. So PBL gets my vote.
0: Yeah. Every yeah. day. <laughs> so you said that um, you worked in London. Um, I did. <laughs> so was PBL actually done in London and was the ID kind of taken from that? And like, how does it differ?
1: Uh, look, I'm really fortunate in that when I came back to Australia and applied for my position here at St. Columba's, the PBL program was already up and running but it was something that I did a lot of in my school in London. So I actually worked at a technical college, um, which meant that our kind of mode of teaching and learning was all about project-based learning. Mm -hmm. So for each of uh, my subjects, I was teaching predominantly media at the time um, and some performing arts. And the students would be given an assignment, which was a brief and they would be working through the stages and meeting different criteria to complete that outcome. So that was like the crux of our learning. But then as a school, the entire school had amazing um, uh, beneficiaries. So we were sponsored by some really incredible industries, which meant that as a whole school, every week we were working on project-based learning and students would um, complete, you know, three to six projects a year.
2: What are some unrecognized benefits that the students will gain from doing PBL?
1: Unrecognized. Oh look, I hope they're all recognized.
2: (laughs) Yeah, there are recognized ones, but then there are the little (laughs) unrecognized ones that Underrated.
1: Underrated. Underrated. Um, I think being able to work in different groups, um, having that exposure and making connections to other people in your year level who you may not have, um, you know, had an opportunity to work with before being able to develop your 21st century skills. We know, you know, those six C's, those big buzzwords that we talk about in terms of communication and collaboration and confidence. Um, The collaboration is a big one for me because when you're working in a group and everybody's got ideas, you've got to be able to, justify compromise. why yeah justify why yours are good or compromise when somebody else's is better or different, different yeah. and those kind of self-negotiating skills are things that you're gonna that are gonna travel with you for the rest of your life yeah. do you think that you
0: like throughout this as well the three years have picked up some skills that maybe you didn't have before as well
1: Oh, that's a great question. (laughs) Absolutely. I think we're all lifelong learners and I don't think there's a day that goes by that I haven't learned something at, when I'm at yeah. school like we're so fortunate. Even teachers learn. Absolutely and we learn from you all the time and you know I know sometimes it's okay I've got to go and look at TikTok and work <laughs> out what they're talking about and the pick new up, trends. <laughs> what's the new trends and pick up yeah, the latest yeah. language um, but just the way that you conduct yourself and you speak to one another's um, the way that you collaborate online you're digital natives and there's so much that we can learn from that and I don't think that I'm a generation that grew up without technology, but it's so second nature to all of you and seeing the way that you can create these incredible marketing materials, you know, just like riding a bike when, you know, it would take me time to sit down and think and, you know, look at it and work out the software you impress me so much, so yeah. I'm always learning from you. Um, I think this is a little bit of a tricky question, but,
0: like, <laughs> do you ever, like, have, have looked at the different cohorts and, like, seen that the way that they are is different to maybe a previous year and think that something else might be, need to change, like, to be different?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, no two-year levels is yeah. ever going to be the same. There's always going to be different personalities, different dynamics and different, different experiences that you've had along the way. You know, last year we ran PBL entirely online. You that as a cohort. Yeah. You as a cohort have just spent two years online. You've come out of uh COVID to not having as many experiences like this. So, you know, part of what we've had to we've been doing this week is, you know offering reminders on how to conduct yourself. How would you work if you were in a workplace? What is appropriate communication? Um, You know, Carrie, we sat down uh, on Tuesday, I think it was, and worked on structuring a professional email. And these are things that, you know, you've just missed opportunities to build. And so next year when we're going in with Year 9s that, again, they've had two years online but then they've had Year 9 here on site, Working in the in the school world again, you know they're going to have a completely different dynamic yeah. to what you have.
2: Yeah, with as you said being online for the past two years, how do you feel that we're now in person again?
1: Ah. Uh, I'm ecstatic. <laughs> I am so overjoyed. And look, don't get me wrong. Ralph and I did this together last year. Those of you that can't, who don't know, <laughs> Ralph's our one of our radio uh, operators. He's the man behind the scenes. And you know, this time last year we were. We hadn't met. We were just seeing each other through the screen and we were running these radio interviews entirely online and there's trials and tribulations there. We could only have a certain number of people in the platform at one time and so... You know, being able to do it in person and actually speak to one another and react to one another, it's so different. And having the industry partners here physically being able to pick up a pencil and show you how to work out a tricky maths equation or say, oh, I love this picture book, but, you know, have you considered the phrasing in this particular section? They're completely different experiences to what we had last year where we were doing a lot of filming and taking photos and uploading and, you know, feedback slower when you're working online. So having instant feedback and just for me being able to physically walk around the two levels of school and see the work that's being created, uh, like happiest week.
0: Yeah. And how do you think that comes down to like working people, like people working in the STEM lab on their prototypes and then compared to online, like how do you think that that was different?
1: Oh, you know, we're incredibly well resourced here at the college so that what the girls have access to yeah. this year is completely different to last year and, you know, our students are incredibly resourceful. Yeah. Some of the um, products that came out of PBL last year were amazing and kids were raiding their kitchen cupboards and under <laughs> the sink and dad's shed and, you know, making things. Um, But it's a different set of skills and a different set of materials to what we have here at school. So it's amazing to have the students working with laser cutters and the precious plastics machinery. Um, And, you know, we've had a few kids, you know, have to learn how to use a hammer and how to use a hot glue gun and a drill and things that, you know, maybe by this point, had we not been in lockdown for two years, we would have done by now. So it's filling gaps as well.
2: If you had to add any more Groups to PBL, if you had to, which groups would you think of adding, like, just in a broad kind of perspective?
1: Um, it's probably a little bit too broad a question. <laughs> I don't know if there's a particular group that I think we're lacking. Um, one thing that I would love to do for next year is potentially, um, bring in some marketing training for all of the groups before yeah. we break out into our clusters. Yeah. Um, a lot of what we've been doing this week has been, Um, you know developing marketing materials or resource packs um, even for well every cluster group has been asked to present back this afternoon on what they have created so that marketing knowledge of how to build a good pitch deck or a slideshow um, to really sell what you have achieved I think that would be a great skill that we could embed into the whole program.
0: Um, So with the marketing um, process now so like Can you explain a little bit about like what that kind of looks like?
1: Uh, The process now, I suppose in each of, well, in some of the clusters, um, they've been asked to create um, different marketing materials. So some groups are working on content for TikTok or Instagram or Facebook. Um, And I'm lucky that I have a bit of a background in marketing and media. So I've been having lots of great conversations with students about how we can create synergy, how we can Um, create materials that carry the branding of the company that they're working with or the industry they're working with Um, so that when we're, you know, sharing out a message, it's really clear who it's coming from. And that's something that we've talked about in our generators cluster as well. You know, you're responsible for sending out the message to tune into this radio program. And some of the first kind of ads that we saw to go up on Instagram, they were green and purple and orange and really colourful and sparkly, which is amazing, but we want it to, we want to combine Live FM and St. Columbus College. So how can we pick up the colours in the branding for the college and send that out with the Live FM messaging so that it's really cohesive and it's really clear to the audience when they're scrolling through their Instagram and they see a post that's got our college colours that, they know exactly where that's coming from.
0: Yeah, like demographic is very important, you know, who you're, who you're trying to reach out to.
1: Yeah, absolutely. How we can, you know, really target that demographic and also how they can identify us as well. Yeah. So, yeah, that's I suppose what I'm talking about in terms of marketing is what are those skills that we can really um, bring up a notch and combine the incredible ideas that our students are having but also kind of building up a little bit more of their visual literacy um, around, you know, what it means to create a successful campaign. Yeah.
0: So at the end of the week, so today, there, um, there's lots
1: of presentations going on at the moment. Um, so far, which has been your favourite presentation that you've seen? Well, actually, I haven't seen any presentations <laughs> really? yet. Really? I have seen the process of the uh, re- presentations being created. What's your favourite process created or idea that you've seen? Um, Look, I think every single group has created something that is special and unique and one of the joys is that, you know, we've got 20 to 22 kids all being given the same brief and then what direction they take it in is completely up to them. So, you know, there's all different outputs. The models which the um, Metropolitan Roads uh, road Alliance. Alliance program. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> it's Friday afternoon. <laughs> uh, Metropolitan Roads Alliance program have created a really sensational, the, um, you know, they were all given the same brief of, you know, here you go, here's Calder Park um, level crossing removal. What's the best option? Do we want to put the trains under the road? Do we want to put the trains over the road? Do we want to put the road over the trains? Um, and they've had to use really complicated, well, to me, complicated yeah. maths, <laughs> not a maths mind, um, to come up with the best solution. And then they've gone and designed what their version looks like. And I just think it's amazing that, you know, these are going to go back to industry. And in a few years' time, we could be driving through a tunnel that our students had a part in designing. Um so seeing those physical applications of what students have been learning is is a joy. Mm-hmm. I think one
0: of the really good things as well is that speaking to the other groups and interviewing other groups, they've all said that PBL is has been better than what they've ex, that they expected coming into it like <laughs> that's they, good <laughs> they said that now like after completing it and being in it for a week that you know they've really enjoyed the whole process and getting to actually go one-on-one with their business partners mm. like the Amazon group getting to actually speak and talk to their business partners was really good that they found that very interesting
1: yeah absolutely and you know having that guidance and You know, that critique along the way, as I said earlier, is that, you know, you can achieve something in two days, but it's about having the resilience to keep going back and looking at what you've created and critiquing it and finding improvements is a really big part of, you know, project-based learning. I suppose another really great example of that is with the Australian Sporting Goods Association um, and Tread Lightly. I worked with a group on Tuesday afternoon, and they'd created this amazing poster that showed all different types of plastic, um, and you know, commented on how it affects the environment. And you know, I was kind of like, "Well, this is incredible," but your briefs about recycling shoes, so where are the shoes? Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, and they'd been really creative that they'd actually torn apart some matchboxes and created Converse out of them. And it took me a minute and I was like, oh, yeah, I see what you're doing here. And I said, great, so it's Tuesday. How could this grow? How could this evolve by Friday? You know, have you got shoes at home? Could you create a sa- the same kind of mood board or storyboard um, with a physical shoe? And then to come back today and see that they had, you know, got out the seam ripper and cut apart and undone all the stitching and deconstructed one of their old Nike shoes and you know put mounted this up on a board and done all the same annotations that they had with their first version of the plastic that is such you know a great example of what prototyping is and how we can then work through those stages of the design thinking process to test our applications to look at them and critique them and say okay this is where we've succeeded but these are the problems so how can we find solutions so it's just amazing to see our students really actively taking on board that feedback and finding solutions and working to make their presentations and their products better and better and better if you could
2: change anything about pbl week so far what would you change
1: Oh, I think I would change. Well, I I can't do this, but I would like <laughs> to clone myself and have seven of oh, me, yeah, 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 <laughs> so that. that I could enjoy what every group has been doing. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've there's some groups that I've got to see more of, and you know, we're spread across two levels of, um, yeah, of the school. Um. So I feel like because I've been aligned with this group, um, and the radio that. I've spent a lot more time upstairs. So I'm like, oh, I wish there was another one of me that could be downstairs (laughs) enjoying what they're doing.
0: And um, I'm sure as well, because I know from our group, like we've, like there were times where you couldn't be in class because you're actually taking classes (laughs) at the school. Um, So what was that like? Were you getting like lots of emails that you had to reply to, (laughs) not even just from our group, but from other groups and teachers in
1: general? You know, I've never felt so popular. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we're so lucky we've got, um, you know, phones in each of the classrooms and I don't think I've ever answered the phone as many times during (laughs) class this week, Um, but it's always been for a great reason and you know it's it's nice to feel needed (laughs) yeah um but yeah look that's what that's part and parcel of running a program like this and still being a teacher because um I have my own classes and I've got to look after them as well so you know that that's part and parcel of it
0: Well, that's all we have time for today. Thank you to our very special guest, Miss Devlin. It's been a great pleasure talking to you about today and about PBL Week and all the hard work you've put into it. Live from St. Columbus College, Essendon in Melbourne, Australia, you have been listening to Columba Live on Live FM. My name is Charlotte and my co-hosts today were Izzy and Kari. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you have found the information today interesting. Until next time, have a great day.
1: Connecting with our community...
2: Live from St Columbus College Essendon in Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to Columba Live on Live FM.